Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fucking Candyland. Happy to be here. We have another guest, and I'm so excited because this is the first guest that I actually know in real life and have met. So we have Quentin tonight, my tattoo artist, one of my best friends, and he is here to talk about tattoos, spirituality, how they go together. I think a lot of people... um are starting to open their mind to body art and tattoos in general in society like and we wanted to have him on to kind of debunk some of the taboo topics around tattoos around the lifestyle you know just around the entire thing <laughs> so without further ado uh yeah i'm quentin i've been tattooing for about 11 years and uh this is pretty much all I was meant to do. It's my life. It's everything that I am. And he's also a musician and an, like an amazing artist and does so many cool <laughs> things. The way his brain works, like I'll just describe something that I'm thinking that I could never draw. And I'm like, this is what I want tattooed. And his brain like finds it and like runs with it. And it just works. His brain <laughs> goes out on a mission to find that. I love it. I have, um, yeah. I had questions for you just off of Paige and I, or Rampage and I just talking a little bit before we started. And she mentioned like how many people you have to interact with and like, and come into contact with as a tattoo artist and like very emotional times or whatnot. Do you have to like ground yourself beforehand or do you do anything that like protects your own energy before you're having people come in? Oh, man. Um, that's something that I had to learn to wrangle after a while. Uh, in the very beginning, like I'm pretty much an open book, so I'm very personable with people. I've, I've been told by a lot of people that I kind of pull out like, um, I don't know, they just feel really comfortable talking to me about their whole life story. And especially with something like tattooing, you're in people's bubble. So I'm within a foot of everyone. So I, I absorb everything. And like, uh, I had to learn how to not carry it home a lot and carry it on me I guess but uh yeah it's it's opened my eyes to a lot of different uh I guess ways of life and views and I don't know it's it's a lot I could go on that for a minute um yeah I mean I'd sorry my brain's There's kind so of like so much at this point. to say about it yeah you um, know people like trauma dump it's really hard oh dude every day every day like um i mean within the first 15 minutes i know everything that this person's been through and they their kids have been through and their moms and dads sisters brothers the whole thing like i have and it's kind of one of the more rewarding parts of tattooing for me because like uh i take a lot of pride in being able to be that person for people to talk to a lot of tattooers seem to bitch about it but that's part of the ritual you know um I mean, I'm doing something that's going to be on somebody's body forever. And like, it's, it's a whole experience. It's not just walking away with a cool tattoo. It's like the whole process of getting it. And um, a lot of people, you know, they talk about like, oh, tattoos are addicting or whatever. And like all of that stuff. And there's a few different things that they get hooked on. There's the release of like the physical release with like, you know, your body's endorphins and like its own painkillers. There's a whole science to that, that, uh, a lot of people get addicted to the rush of getting the tattoo. Um, but then there's the whole release of being able to talk to somebody for hours on end. And like, I have clients of mine that, you know, it started out a tattoo the size of a half dollar. And now they're looking at like two full sleeves and a back piece. And, you know, and like they just, it's like a, it's at least like a monthly thing that they come to talk to me. And, you know, I've made a lot of really good friends and this uh, whole, I guess, if you want to call it an industry or whatever it is, but um, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> People get therapy and ink blasted. And I think that that's it's, a fucking dope way to look at it now. 
it is it is insane uh you know i mean tattoos are different things for different people some people it's just about looking cool or whatever you know um some people do it to help themselves feel better about themselves uh you know one of the things that on instagram recently was like this whole send me anonymous messages thing where it was like you know it was an avenue for a lot of people to be like oh my god you're so pretty and you're so hot but like before that there was an app called uh saraha or saraha or however the hell you say it and um it was just anonymous messages in general and uh i got letters from people like i was expecting like you know i saw a lot of people getting roasted so whenever i put it on like my social media like do your worst i was expecting to get roasted and um instead it was the complete opposite i got letters from people talking about how um you know i was the most comfortable person that they'd ever worked with while getting tattooed um a lot of like you know you've really helped me feel more comfortable in my own skin you know this type of thing and <clears throat> i screenshot them all and stuff i got them have them saved just to kind of look back and you know remind myself why i do it but um yeah like i said like it's it's different things for different people tattoos um, have changed my life because in the last like two years i've gotten all my tattoos basically like i had a few and we've covered a couple of them up i'd like to cover up one more but it's like the i'm so glad that i wasn't that person that just ran out and got a bunch of tattoos early on because i feel like the art has evolved so much in the last like five eight ten years versus like when i turned 18 if i would have just ran out right in that moment and got I don't know, nautical stars or something. So I'm like, I'm really glad I waited until I was like a grown adult to start getting tattoos, but I love them and I am addicted to them as well. Right. Well, and like, you know, you as a person too, even at 18 years old, you don't know what you want. You don't know who you are yet. You're still bumping into walls looking for food, you know, like you're, you have no idea what's going on. So for, <laughs> you know, I, I would almost like, there's times where I almost think that it should be like a 21 and up game to wait until you're at least like that old to start getting tattooed. But um, yeah, I mean, trust me if I had like, and going back to like saying like whenever you were younger getting tattooed or whatever, it's like, if I had some of the ideas that I wanted originally, I'd be covered in a lot of crap <laughs> and I'd That's be true. blacking out a lot more, you know? I have something to ask, but then also I just want to tell you that like if I randomly am like waving my hand or something, the podcast oh, yeah. room is in the garage and there's like a fly that keeps coming in and I smacked <laughs> myself in the forehead while you were talking and then I'm like waving. So I just wanted you to know like, um, anyways, oh, you're good. I was going to ask, do you advise people against certain tattoos? Like someone comes in and you're like, I really wouldn't get his name in bold italicized fonts on above your eyebrow like Man. ever uh i'll tell them to sleep on it i'll be like look you come back and you know uh if it's something just kind of goofy i'll be like come back tomorrow if you still want it tomorrow cool uh if it's something you know if it's a big decision that i know that they're gonna regret i'll be like come back in a week and i'll hook you up don't worry but you know i i try to at least get them to think about it first um you know but i mean at the same time that kind of goes along with the journey of learning and screwing up you know uh some people have got to screw up before they learn so if uh you know chick walks in and wants boyfriend's name i'll try to talk her into like the thinnest like single line little cursive something easy to cover but it'll be just enough to be like haha i won't do that again will you you know like uh but i mean <laughs> I, a lot of cover ups. what's the yeah, like I, hardest cover-up that you've had to do do you think oh man um I mean, every color, every cover up has its own challenges. Everyone's different. So it's hard to kind of pinpoint like the hardest one. Um, but I mean, I was fortunate enough to work with somebody early on in my career that could cover anything up and he would draw on you with an ink pen for a minute and you walk away with something you'd never know it was there. And so I was able to pick up on that. And like, I don't know, I don't know, like there are, just different factors that go into it, you know, how dark the ink stays that we're trying to cover um, area of the body is just, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I have a tattoo that I need covered up on my shoulder blade. Yeah. So, well, so 
I got my, I got this tattoo when I was 18 and it was the first tattoo that I got and I was super excited about it. And it's a tulip and an orchid and the orchid, the mm-hmm. petal looks like a fucking condom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you have no idea there. Uh, I mean, there's right and wrong ways to draw things, of course. But one thing that I run into and we kind of make jokes about it is like, you know, people that know how to draw water correctly. You know, there's right and wrong ways to draw it, but a lot of the stuff like from like the early, mid to late nineties, whatever, just pretty much that whole era, um, is like this really wavy, like kind of wonky, almost looks like wet condom water on a lot of people now. And trying to go back through and trying to fix that up is interesting. <laughs> You'd so, be surprised how many people have dicks hidden in their tattoos. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's it's bad, you all. Um just uh, I want to just hide dicks in my so tattoos ago. for the future. Right. <laughs> uh, there was somebody. Um, so I, I, of course, just opened my own shop and everything with two of my best friends. And uh, one thing that's kind of been a, a wild occurrence recently is like, I'll have people like, you know, I guess I don't know if it's just because of my new location or what, but, you know, I have people cancel or no show. And uh, my buddy Charlie works right next to me. Well, he had this client that was going to a guy, I won't say his name or whatever, but he's in Kentucky and he's known for hiding like phallic shapes in his tattoos. This dude, um, I don't see how he does it. I don't know why he does it morally. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. It's whatever. But uh, Charlie was tattooing this uh, woman and he was working on one arm and she had uh, this like, uh, it was like Russian um, architecture tattoo around her wrist on one on the other arm. And um, every building looked like a dong. It was like seriously like shaft head, the whole deal. And like, did y'all ever see the Little Mermaid cover where it was like controversial and like all the buildings in the background looked like dicks? Yeah. Yeah, it was like that. And then her boyfriend was there and he was like, yeah, he made the skull's nose look like straight dong nose. And like, dude, I mean, the, the guy had like four of them in one sleeve. So anyway, did he do to, it just on keep purpose? talking about dicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they yeah, talk he's about putting how he, it in there. Dude, it's I mean, it would it would be funny, like, okay, haha, one time you kind of accidentally make it look like that. But this dude had like three or four on his arm and was talking about how like he wanted to get him covered up, but he's just accepted it now and like, like dude. <laughs> but not to just keep talking about dick tattoos, but like, you know, uh you gotta you know you know your tattoo like artist. That. Because I feel like you can't trust people. And I know that um, Q and I talk about this often where people just either straight copy a tattoo from Google and the internet. There's, I mean, straight word from word, copy another artist or whatever, not even like attempt to give it its own, their own spin. Like I understand there's only so many ways to draw certain things. And after a while, it all is running together. But at the end of the day, there's people I feel like in the industry from the outside looking in that want it for the aesthetic it makes you popular you know people want to talk to you like people worship tattoo artists so let's talk about that like what is that dynamic when it comes to I know that you're very ethical and then other people out in the world clearly are not how does that feel in that industry when people are kind of going after the bag for aesthetics or for clout or whatever um there have always been people like, I mean, as far back as, I mean, fucking forever, really. But like, you know, tattooers have always, we're like, we're the rock stars to the rock stars. Like the rock stars think we're cool. You know what I mean? So every, there's always been a draw to want to be one, but it's a ton of work. Um, it's a dedication. It's a lifestyle. There are people that take it that serious and there are people that just want to look cool. Um, and the, the, the shitty thing that's happened recently, probably in the last 20 or so years or whatever, when like, you know, Miami Inc. and LA Inc. and all these tattoo shows started popping up and then they made a game show out of our craft. That made me sick because what that does is like, you know, it makes it look like it's easy. It makes it look like we just show up and we draw pretty pictures and we go home and we drive Lamborghinis and that's not it at all. <laughs> you know, um, so there are the people that 
that do take it serious and want to leave a positive mark. And then there are the people that just want to be the cool bro. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you know, um, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've turned down for apprenticeships and that think that like, like I've had people tell me, Oh, it's all profit in it. Like all the money you just get, it's, it's just all profit. You just draw all day. And I'm like, yeah, tell that to my $500 supply order that I just dropped. And that's once this month, you know what I mean? Or whatever, like um, people just see the spectacle and they don't see the behind the scenes work or, you know, and they just see like, I mean, I, I kind of laugh. There's this whole thing of like, is she hot or does she only have tattoos? You know, it's like the people want to look the part. It's like having the cool shirt on or the wearing the Nike shoes for a minute. But, you know, that's why you see so many people walking around with crap work. You know, sounds I've like Rampage. She's convinced you just throw a throat tattoo on somebody and they're good to go. <laughs> Look at her nodding. <laughs> right. Avatar right. upgrade. It is. And, and Q knows it. It There's certain tattoos and he calls it the warp Tour bodysuit. It's the throat yeah. and the hands and you put a hoodie on, baby. Tatted. And you <laughs> might even throw one on your face to let them know you're really crazy because you don't even have like a back or a chest tattoo, but you have a face, throat, and both the tops of your hands because then you're it's doing like there's a thing, um, there's a meme that floats around on these like tattoo pages and stuff, but it's like apprentices back in the day, you know, it was, it was like everywhere their clothes would cover was where they were tattooed, which is your torso, your thighs and all this stuff. And now it's the complete opposite. Now the first thing that people want to go do is get a hand tattoo or a face tattoo to, to prove they're cool. I'm like, yeah, that's going to look like shit. <laughs> like you're <laughs> 20 years old and you got how many more years to be out in the sun, dude? Like your face is going to be destroyed. And, um, but I mean, you know, that's, but at the same time, I kind of have to give it to them. Like there's a whole generation coming up now. That's like our generation and behind us. That is just YOLO bro. You know, like, Oh, fuck it. What's it really matter? And I'm like, okay, I see you, but come on now. <laughs> Take it a little more serious wall. at least. Yeah. Balls to the wall well, on some of I that. Mean, yeah. You know, and I don't know. It's just in the grand scheme, does it matter? Probably not. We all die and we fucking like this is only temporary. But dude, some of these kids are crazy. Like there's I know uh there's one little tattooer chick around here that she got a face tattoo as a joke. And it was like her mentor's name or something. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's okay. You know, not I don't a joke. Know. I mean no, it's like do what you want to do, but be reasonable if you're 18 to 25 to think that I promise you, you and that person will break up. Next thing I promise right. you is that whatever you're fixated on in those seven years of your life, by the time you make it to 30, you will not give a flying fuck about none of right. it. And right. the people, the places and the things that were active or a part of your life at that time will be gone. They won't even be a part of your life by the time you make it to 30. And I think that's what's really cool. Like I said earlier about me waiting, because now my tattoos really mean something because every single time I got a tattoo, it was a really spiritual experience. And I know um, one time that I was getting my leg tattooed, I taught myself how to like disassociate from my body and from the pain. And for like an hour and a half, I had not said a word. And I remember Q was like, Hey, are you okay? Like, are you breathing? Are you like, Oh, fine? but dude, it was so, like, it just it wasn't was so cool, there. Though. I was not there. Yeah. And I think that really helped me with meditation. So just go get tattooed for like five hours straight and you'll be able to meditate going forward. I want in. I want to be tattooed. Well, the, you know, um, they're I mean, again, I taking it a little but... more serious. It's like, you know, uh, the way that I look at it, you know, um, I've always been more of a spiritual person. I haven't, I hadn't so much like leaned into my whole, you know, spirituality and like soul journey, you know, aspect of really like taking it on that level until probably the last couple of years. But <clears throat> I've always taken it very serious that like, you know, one thing that a lot of people that tattoo forget is like we're lucky to be here we're lucky to be doing this like we owe it to our clients to do the best job that we can possibly do so i've always taken that you know like i'm sitting here i'm it's not just hanging out and growing down it's like i am playing in your blood i am marking your body 
you know, like, I mean, there, it has to be, you know, at least somewhat worth it, you know, um, or at least of quality. And I, like, I owe it to that person and their spirit to be 110% and give them the best tattoo that I can. And like, it's a, it's a whole ritual. And that's something that I think a lot of people have forgotten. Uh, like I was talking about in the last 20 years with people, um, you know, how commercialized tattooing is now, you know, it's all over the TV. They're bringing Ink Master back for some reason, but granted, like they had better judges this time around and it's a little more, it looks like they're taking it a little more serious, but um, you know, now, I mean, you can go to the mall and get tattooed. Why I got are you going tattooed to get tattooed? at the mall and yeah. I, I'm not proud like, it. Like, why are you going to the mall to get tattooed? Like you go buy a new t-shirt and a tattoo that's going to be on you forever? I like, was literally on, 19 and it was a bad <laughs> decision to hit the J Mall and grab a tattoo because anybody from Kentucky knows the J Mall is fucking not good. Not well, a good and, place. And those are like, I think for a little bit now those are the only places that i know of that will tattoo under 18 which i think is kind of screwed up and like you know i mean there's different people have different morals beliefs by all means do you excuse me um <clears throat> but you know there's i'm like man come on you're praying on kids man <laughs> like don't go giving that fucking 16 year old dude a face tattoo you know, and like, that's where I see a lot of it come out of is like these places that they're just in it for the, like, a, to me, it feels like they're in it for the glamour and the glitz and the whole deal. But isn't that illegal? Um, I don't know how yes. shit works in Kentucky. There are, but... <laughs> uh, there are lo like, there are loopholes that they can do that, you know, you can get whatever, but like, there's a Kentucky law that says that you can't sign a contract that is permanently life-changing for anyone under 18. Like they have to be 18 or over to be able to sign it as an adult. And, you know, a tattoo is a permanent contract that's going to be on them forever. But, um, but people, you know, you can run and get it notarized that I, the mother of blah, 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 say that they can get this tattoo. And they're like, okay, there you go. That actually, yeah. when I was younger, um, I got my belly button pierced as like a really young child and my mom got it notarized, which my mom was the MVP for that at the time, but I took that out. Um, it was probably Your mom was wild. 10 years. Yeah. My mom is wild. One time I brought my mom to meet Quentin and some of his friends at his garage that he's wrapping <laughs> on the shirt right now, Gambler <laughs> garage. And his friend literally had the audacity to slide Q to the side and be like, Paige's mom could get the business or something. I don't <laughs> Dude, know what he, he was saying, he but he did. was saying a lot. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> he did. He was like, man, because he's in a different place in his life now. But he was like, man, if it was fucking three four years ago i'd asked her if she wanted to go get a beer and i was like <laughs> what dude <laughs> oh snap so wow. i want to talk about like when you first started tattooing like what was that experience like then versus like now if someone started tattooing oh man um just in like 10 12 years a lot has changed well a lot has changed in like you know, there's always, there's a, there's a common uh, theme or common story or whatever that every high school has that dude that's tattooing all of his friends in their bedrooms. And I was that dude. I was young and dumb and ignorant. I didn't realize, you know, I knew to be clean and things like that, but I didn't realize the magnitude of what I was doing or what I could be doing or what I could be screwing up, you know? And uh, I did some pretty crap tattoos in the beginning. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, I was really lucky that I didn't give anybody a crazy bloodborne pathogen or infection or anything like that. Um, I was at least a little bit, uh, I don't know what the word is for it, but I mean, I, I had, I was at least a little smart, you know, um, <clears throat> but you know, they talk about how, uh, you know, a lot of the older tattooers and stuff talk about how hard their apprenticeships were and how they had to you know, scrub the floors with a toothbrush and all this stuff. And like, you know, I never had to personally do that myself. I was really lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Um, I had a friend of mine who was an apprentice and 
you know, there are different types of shops too. Some shops take it super serious. Some shops want to get you in there and get you making them money. And that's what this shop was about. They were pretty, pretty sleazy. And then the chain of events was, he was working there at this shop. They sell the business to who became my first boss around that time that dude was leaving. So he was like, Hey, they're looking for an apprentice to take my spot. You should get in there. They've seen your work. They like what you do, blah, blah, blah. And I was just, I kind of stepped right in right after graduation. But, um, you know, now, like I, like I said, like, I mean, I knew the work that went into it. I was having to figure out ways to make my own stencils and make my own, you know, get my own shit going. But, um, <clears throat> you know, now the, nowadays it seems pretty easy. Like, you know, if you find the right shop and they need to make money, they'll teach you how to tattoo or they'll at least let you tattoo people, whether you're good or not. And I mean, I know shops that have four five, six apprentices at one time, which is totally, on like- totally bizarre. Well, and like, you know, again, it all comes down to how serious you take it, I guess. Um, for me, like I've got a little buddy of mine that like, he's been kind of hanging out and, you know, drawing and hang- and trying to be around us and stuff like that. And that's cool. But, um, you know, I'm not making it easy on him. I don't, I'm not trying to make a big bunch of money off the kid or anything like that. But I know other shops that, you know, you walk in there and if you can draw a stick figure, they're like, all right, here's a, uh, we call them dildo pins, but they're like the, the fucking, um, Electric tattoo pins. pins. Yeah. Yeah. With like the, the, it looks like, I mean, from a distance, it looks like a vibrator <laughs> and like, but that's, uh, they have like a little needle cartridge on the end and they look like, all right, here you go. And they just let them practice until they get good. Um, Why would you want to apprentice under somebody that's doing shit like making you scrub the floor with toothbrush and stuff? Um, it's not necessarily that you want to apprentice under that. Uh, what that was for us and what it is for me is like, I want to see how bad you want to be there. Got it. I want to see how serious you take this. You know what I mean? Not, not like I'm going to be like, all right, scrub the floor with a toothbrush, but like, the kid that's been hanging out with us or whatever, um, he'll come up and he'll clean the shop and it's, it's teaching you good habits. It's teaching you cleanliness. It's teaching you how to keep your area sterile and it's, it's putting you in that place. And if you're willing to show up and do that and, and you know, I mean, we're not paying him or anything, but we are teaching him and passing on knowledge that we had to chase. So it's like, you're paying us back by helping us out and our, and keeping our, our place clean and stuff like that. So in return, you're, starting to learn the ropes a little bit you know um and he's, you know, a nice, he's a nice kid i saw him that day that i got tattooed and, and yeah. it's like he has like a lot of interest and like and i don't feel like it's for aesthetic purposes you know what i mean he no this kid that person that's like oh i'm doing this to be cool you know i feel like he genuinely wants to do it because he wants to kind of create his own path and i think that's what any artist does is they you know take what they're passionate about and create that path and then bring that energy into their life so him putting in that energy for everyone listening that's an energy exchange because that's the Mm -hmm. same thing like with a spiritual advisor or a mentor or anyone like everything's an energy exchange and if you surround yourself with the right people at the right time you will be there and you will be prepared a lot of people don't surround themselves with people they want to be like you know like that's what's really I feel like elevating my life is I've been surrounding myself with people who also are inspiring or do something that they care about that they're passionate about and then that makes me feel more passionate about my stuff like I know for sure like Gemini really inspires me because she always just has so much going on and that energy is like not my cup of tea like I like to rest a lot but she thrives in those environments and I know like for Q like some of the um tattoos and stuff that that you have to do and and be there and like really focus on for seven eight hours like it's crazy like it actually blows my mind some of the stuff that you do at a day like like just like a regular Tuesday because like you said like it's permanent it's there forever and it means something to someone. And I think the one thing I really respect about you, um, just as an artist, is like you will turn things away and recommend people to go to someone else that maybe specializes in that style of art or that type of 
tattoo. And I think I really respect that because a lot of artists will just take on a project. Like I know I sent you a portrait of little peep that someone was like my first portrait and, and Quentin was like, looks like you got the shit beat out of him or something. I mean, it wasn't good and I wasn't hating, but I just thought to myself, this post is like, thank you for letting me do my first portrait. But it's like, did anyone try to no, it was, uh, it was machine gun Kelly. Okay. It, was it looked, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it, it looked like dude got decked in the nose, like it was broken. Um, <laughs> but you said a lot of things there that I kind of want to touch on, too. Like, you were talking about the, it's funny that you call him, he's like a sweet kid. We call him the kid. And, like, that's how we refer to him. Or, like, if I holler for him, it's like, hey, kid, fucking come in here and do this, whatever. But the only the reason I fuck with him is because, you know, um, I've had a lot of people come to me for apprenticeships. People see my work and I've worked very hard at it. I'm very proud of it. Uh, they come to me and they're like, oh man, you know, I, I really want to learn how to tattoo. Would you apprentice me? And I'm like, no. I was like, oh, you know, well, and so on social media, you see a lot of stories about where we came from and I'm self-made and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I get people like, well, don't you want to be a part of my story? I'm like, I don't give a shit about your story. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how about you how about you go draw me 20 roses and come back and we'll see how they look and then i'll never see them again because they're like 20 roses i don't want to draw 20 roses you know how many roses i've drawn you know like what if you get five in a row that that's all that they want you know i mean it's like how many butterfly tattoos have i done how many cross tattoos you know you have to be able to keep doing the same thing over and over and all that stuff that's a whole different side uh but the kid going back to him he um he was coming in and getting tattooed by me for a good three, four years or so. And um, every time he would come in, he would ask me to look at his portfolio and I would go through and I would shred it. <laughs> and like, not in like a hateful way, not in a mean, you know, like, oh, this sucks, this sucks. I'd be like, well, this spot needs help, this and this, da da da, you're doing this here. And I would just go through every picture and just tell him all the things that were wrong with it. And then he would come back and you could see where he was listening to me. And he would keep trying and keep trying. And I'm saying like, he asked me about an apprenticeship way early on. And I was like, I don't know, man, I'm not really in that place. But he kept asking me what I thought and would ask my advice and things like that. So that to me showed that he really wanted it. And there's a little bit of dedication there to keep trying and keep trying. So that's why, that's why I mess with him. He's, he's a good person. He, seems to really want to do it and he seems to take it as serious as I do um that's a even Charlie, little prodigy that you've like well and like cultivated like Charlie Charlie said the same thing like he and I both you know I was not and I'm, I'm I don't even call him an apprentice yet you know what I mean he's still like he's still hanging around we'll see how it goes um I don't consider him an apprentice until I start teaching him really how to tattoo like the process of actual actually tattooing um but Charlie, like, we'll tell people about him, you know, while we're tattooing. He's like, you know, oh, he can't start coming up here, man. And we just fell in love with him. He's he's a good kid and this and that. And he'll just start hyping him up to people. And, you know, he's he's super cool. But there's there's that type of person. And then there are other people, you know, I've had people come in and just expect me to to give it all to them. And, um, you know, there have been there's a dude that's coming to the shop a couple of times and he'll just ask me straight up like how do you do that how do you draw that how do you do you know da, 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 da. and like he'll just sit there and hound me with questions the whole time and i'm sitting here like man you know i have dedicated 11 years of this or 11 years of my life to this um i've given everything to it and you're you're gonna come in here asking me how i make my hamburgers you know you don't go to mcdonald's and ask them how to make a big mac no one Get gets the crabby patty recipe around here no no you gotta you got to work at the Krabby Patty for a while, homie. You know, like at least. And, the crusty and this crab. Is, but this is, <laughs> and this is also somebody, you know, that hasn't even been tattooed by me. Like, why am I going to tell you anything if you had, you're not even wearing my work? Like, and, but he would, he would come in there and act like I owed him something, you know, and that's not, that's not right. But I could, I could rant about kids these days for hours. I like, I, I was, when I say raised, it's as a young tattooer, you know, I was raised around all the old dudes that just 
bitched and complained and we're just, you know, like, ah, oh, damn kids, you know? So I get to sound like them sometimes, but it's those old school uh, values and morals and things that were really instilled in me that have shown me what it's all about. And um, one I thing I want to add, I... they can't see you, but when you think tattoo artists these days or just really anyone, they have face tattoos. And I'll, we always <laughs> joke, we have this inside joke that, um, that we're going to get face tats. So anytime we're celebrating anything, I always add that we're getting face tats. And but... so one day we were we were texting and he was like, come to the shop. We're doing face tats. I get there and he tattooed someone's face and it <laughs> my whole That's... day. Like I was so pumped about it. Well, you were getting tattooed after you were supposed to be getting tattooed that day anyway. And then he hit me up that morning and was like, Hey, do you still want to do, he was like, do you still want to tattoo my face? And I was like, yeah. And it's another tattooer. I mean, it's not just some kid, you know, but, uh, but yeah, he got a little coffin on his temple. And uh, I was like, as soon as he said it, I was like, shit, Paige, you're coming in earlier. You got to see this. Like, I knew that it was so like. cool because he, like, it was like one of those things where I watched, you know, the energy exchange because he put the tattoo stencil on. He walked over the mirror and he was like, yeah, like, yeah. And like, he was really <laughs> pumping himself up and I was watching him and then he did it. And then, I mean, it, it was bold. It was black. Mm -hmm. It was bold. It was big. And, um, and he actually had a coffin on his leg already. And I looked at Quentin and I was like, coffins for everyone and he was like there's never <laughs> never have too many and I just like, forget that day it was so this was just like a couple like a month ago or something but it was like one of those moments where you saw like someone who had thought about it they really you know put their energy their time into it they really wanted it and I think you know if you're at that point with a tattoo fuck what your family or society says like do it but really think it through like don't just do it for the aesthetic because you know, there's tattoos that I like the way they look on other people, but I wouldn't want them on me. And I think that's just important. Um, Gemini, how many tattoos do you have? I have three. three. Because I've had the opportunity to get other ones, but I feel like I wish that I had made better choices with the ones that I got. And so I've been really wanting to make sure that I get one that's solid I do know that I want to get a lollipop for the podcast and I also want to get a poly pocket um and I want to have nice. like a poly pocket holding the lollipop because if you don't know she is fucking poly pocket and I just feel like that would be that's oh her name gosh. in my phone she's poly pocket um so I have this one on my arm and I did this as a Gemini tattoo when I was like 19 and so it mm -hmm. has the two different sides and I never, I, I know that I want to do a sleeve on my arm, but I don't know how to incorporate this. And so I just like shut down and I don't try because I just hyperventilate. And then I have the condom yeah. flowers on my back shoulder. I wonder if I could show you on here, but I don't think I can. No, but I've got <laughs> condom flower back there. And then um, <laughs> for who is not watching the Patreon <laughs> video, you need to subscribe to Patreon, run over there right now, download the app and come watch this video because she's showing us the, the condom flowers, but you can't. I am. <laughs> and then I got this, uh, this hurt like a bitch. I was with my, I guess they all have stories because I was oh, yeah, the wrist. with my best friend and it was her 19. I think it was like her 19th birthday or something. She wanted to go and get tattoos and then she wanted to go to the strip club. So we all went and got tattoos and we didn't know what we wanted, but my friend Amber had, I don't even talk to that bitch anymore, had oh. this bird. I don't know what kind of bird it is. Um, on her necklace. Like sparrow. I think it's a sparrow. And uh. had that on her necklace. So she ended up getting some weird tattoo. Me and my friend Kaylee got matching ones. Kaylee's is black and white. Mine is colored based off of this girl's necklace that neither one of us fucking knows. And then... <laughs> um, I have my son's name, so I have Makana, but it has all of our zodiac signs in it. My oh, nice. stepdaughters and my husband's and um, mine and my son's. Hey, I have to say, that's tricky to pull off. They did a pretty good job. No, they did they a dope-ass little... job. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying to have all those little symbols in there and stuff, like, that's a lot of stuff to have in one little small space. They did, a, they did it all right. That girl was so um, cool. She was an apprentice in Monterey. 
And my sister-in-law and I, it was like 1 a.m. And I was like, it's my birthday. I want a tattoo. So we walked a mile and a half. That girl put it on. She did it in like 30 minutes and it was so good. It healed like perfectly. I love So you it. said something. Sorry. Sorry. I love that we just got a whole visual of every tattoo. <laughs> Sorry. And now, and now is going to reply with the tattoo knowledge. Well, like... um. So you said something in the very beginning of that. You said they all have a story. Paige mm-hmm. and I were just talking about this last night where it was like, you know, everybody likes to, you know, oh, my my tattoos are my story and this and that. But um, it's not necessarily the tattoo itself. It's where you were at in, in your life, like things that were going on around you. Like I have tattoos that I can't tell you what the image means to me. Like it's not like this, you know, little flower that I got or whatever is like, oh, it means peace and love or nothing. But I can tell you that like, that was whenever, you know, like my sister was going through a crazy moment in her life that affected my whole family, you know, things like that. Um, so, you know, like your story with your your sparrow on your wrist and stuff, like, you know, the one girl you don't even talk to her anymore, but you and your friends still have it, you know, like, and it's like this, there was like a kind of a bonding moment there for you. I know that Paige has a few, uh, shit, I did one of yours with the friend that's not like even in the picture anymore, but it's still like at that at that time in your life though, you know, you, when you look at the tattoo, it's not like, Oh, this means this, but you can tell where you were, who you were with, what you were feeling, what you were going through, like your, your leg, whenever we designed that and everything, like you said, you went into like this meditative kind of disassociative place and dude, that thing is, you can see that thing from miles away. Like all of your, yeah. all of your pictures have it. And like, I love it. Like that's, that's one that I'm super proud of because you know, but it's like, bam, it's like right there. Um, like I've got <clears throat> a skull and a rose on the back of my hand. Excuse me. And um, whenever I got that done was whenever my grandpa had a stroke and it's a symbol for love and death. And, you know, there's this whole thing going on there. Like uh, I have the word selfless across my knuckles because I've always seen myself. It's kind of a double meaning there. It's like, I'm very selfless. I'm very giving. It's for, I told people I got it to remind me to not be selfish, but at the same time, I was also struck. It was like an identity crisis. So I didn't have a sense of self yet. I was like, I think I was 24, 25 years old when I got it. And it was like this whole moment of, yeah, just all of that. So, you know, um, whenever we talk about, you know, the connection between tattoos and spirituality and like your spiritual journey, that's, kind of what I'm I'm pointing at is like yeah like each one is a mark of what you went through a place that you were at that time it's a moment frozen in time that's on you now forever and um you know I wish people would take it a little more serious but there are a lot of people that just you know and maybe they maybe that's part of their whole journey or whatever is that they get that one tattoo when they're drunk in their friend's garage and now they're stuck with it (laughs) lessons you know Everyone who's from Kentucky has a house tattoo at some point. Like that's just how it is. Around oh here. man! Like a there's what? No, like a house tattoo. Like someone did it at their house. Like no. Oh, I was thinking like a photo of a house, and I'm like, <laughs> it's like a fucking Kentucky thing. <laughs> no. At, at the crib, getting tattooed. I used to see stuff on <laughs> Facebook that would be like tattoo parties, and people would just oh, spend twenty bucks and all show up and get tattoos weird concept never went to one never attended that sounds unsanitary as fuck oh dude it's gross I've, I've seen so many infections walking in my shop like what do i do about this my buddy did it for a six pack of miller light and da 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 and i'm like oh god <laughs> dude like you need to get out of my shop i gotta bleach the floor now like get the fuck but, we got um, green my cousin <laughs> She apprenticed in a shop in Elizabethtown and it was a grimy shop and she can draw like she she can paint better than I think anything that she does but she was apprenticing for a while and someone tattooed her there and she got gangrene which eventually gave her staph infection and now she has staph infection for life for life she'll carry that with her yeah for life and what does a staph uh, infection do like how do you carry it? it everything's like open so, and pussy or what it's a it's a bloodborne infection um there are different types uh my brain's mashed potatoes at the moment i can't really think to Would go into MRSA all those be stuff, one? But yeah. yes that's, so my husband has MRSA infection. from a dirty hospital yeah 
Well, I mean, what that is is like um, gangrene. You know, it's like an open wound touching a surface, and then you touch. It's like it's uh, transferred by blood. So if you carry that in your, uh, if you carry that in your body, you know, it's there's somebody else's touch. There's somebody else has like a cut on their finger, and you know, they touch a surface that you're open when touched. They get it now, and it's uh, I don't know. It's the like I said, I, it's pretty, my brain's pretty. blank. <laughs> I always thought it would be cool to like make a blood pact with somebody. And now I'm really second guessing that. Yeah. Don't, um, Oh, there's a lot of things <laughs> that can go into like a blood pact. That's bad. I mean, if you cross different blood types, like theirs can be harmful to you and kill you. What? Uh, they could. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if they have, if they have anything, like there are different, uh, diseases the herp, you know, things that they can syphilis you yeah, can't get the it? herp through a blood pact yeah you can oh shit and herpes is for yeah. life I, yeah see i'm so glad yeah. we have this convo you talked me out of something real serious <laughs> don't don't you go do it. i mean i mean by all means you know if you want to go get tested make sure everybody's clean first and do what you do but be careful who you do it with you know You're i don't, I don't advise it but hey do I? I have yet to meet somebody that I would like blood packed with. So, right. you know, I just think the idea of being like, we're so connected that I just want to swap blood with you could be cool. Just in theory, I mean, though, I don't want the herpes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a pretty metal idea, but at the end of the day, like, be careful, life, you know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you know, people used to tattoo without gloves on and stuff for years. Um, they didn't start wearing gloves until like HIV and AIDS came around. And before that you go into a tattoo shop and you're tattooing people with no gloves on. They used to uh, scrub and sterilize their needles, um, which reusing needles is a dirty thing also, but that was the, the culture then. But then once, you know, these other diseases came around that you can't really chance that anymore. Then now we use single use needles and all this stuff. And you were talking about, um, you know, how, prevalent like home tattooing is now it's because it's easier than ever to get a hold of tattoo equipment you can go on amazon and buy a whole setup like less than 100 bucks and it's don't cheap try needles. this at home do not i highly advise against it but i'm just saying like it is out there so you get a lot of these kids that you know they have an amazon account and they order a tattoo kit and uh i mean dude like i've had people you know, send me, well, here's my work, right? Talking about wanting to get an apprenticeship. And they're like, here's my work. And they show me pictures of them tattooing in their basement on a carpeted floor with pets and kids running around in the background and just dirty socks on the floor and like all this stuff. Like it's so <laughs> foul. Dude. The picture. You can smell Oh my it. God. Oh. The fact that some people even live like that, let alone the fact that you're gonna be like, come into my house and get a fucking tattoo. It's just it's just fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, well, it's ignorance, you know what I mean? But then again, people see something and they're like, I want that. And it's not about the tattoo it's just getting a tattoo you know i have a question like what about that thing on tiktok that we saw where that guy was tattooing himself for like 365 days in a row and he had all the shittiest tattoos mm -hmm. i've ever seen he basically had a home tattoo kit and it was tattooing all over himself and they were horrid and he was doing it for 365 days for what likes and views like what's your opinion on stuff like that on social media that gets attention because it's so fucking dumb he thinks they're fucking stupid like every like we all do <laughs> well so so one of the things that i've kind of dove into too is like psychology and trying to understand where people are and like a lot of that, like I said, is just plain ignorance. Like that kid, I mean, how do you think he was, Paige? Probably 20 at tops? Yeah. 19 yeah. maybe? You yeah. know what I mean? Okay, so think about yourself at 20 years old. Even at 21, you don't know what forever means. At 21, I thought I was going to die before I was 30. I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it that long. You know what I mean? So a lot of these people, he will eventually, if he's of sound mind, and he doesn't, you know, die of some crazy infection, he will get to the <laughs> point in his life where he can look back. You know, that's the thing, too, is like you reach a certain point spiritually in this life or whatever that you can look back on 
wow, 10 years ago, I fucking tattooed myself permanently for 500 likes on a picture. Man, I was stupid, you know? <laughs> and and they just haven't reached that point yet. Like, and that's the thing too. Like TikTok was originally, I heard whenever I got on it, there were a lot of people still talking about, oh, this app's for kids. Well, yeah. they're kids. They're stupid. They don't get it. They think they do, but they don't. And they order a kit off of Amazon, which is exactly where that came from. Because I I can tell you, like, like my my obsession with this stuff is so deep that I can look at a picture and tell you what the machine is, who sells it, blah, 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 like the whole deal. And it was it was all Amazon stuff. And um, it's really unfortunate. But I mean, there have been companies around for a long time selling equipment to anybody, but you used to at least have to be, you know, 18 or over with you know, a credit card or whatever to order it. Now you've got mom and dad's credit card loaded into your Amazon account and mom and dad don't give a shit what you're buying. You know, it's just, it's kind of goofy. It sucks, but that's, um, you know, and there, there are other people too. What about that dude? Have you all, have you all seen the dude that has, uh, all the Miley Cyrus tattoos covered whole body suit, Miley across his chest portraits of her at different, uh, people are gonna have ages. that rampage someday well and right see and they should because why not but uh the whole thing like um you know they have like there's check out uh mr cool ice check that dude out he's he's an internet legend in the tattoo world he uh this dude literally got missed the words in big like block straight square letters mr cool ice down his arms his down both arms uh across his chest with like this uh skeleton dude i want to say he's either like holding like a gun or something but he's got like or no it was just a skull but it had like fucking sunglasses on and he's mr cool ice and he's just covered in that stuff i've seen you know tattoos of who knows people get tattooed for different reasons he just I thought you were cool. into the psychology and you were going to break it down for me, but well, we're just like, mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, there's a there's a whole phenomenon of like just crazy people on the internet that strictly for internet clout, that will get a bunch of likes and do all this stuff, and then they're stuck with it. And I want to talk to that dude in 15 years and be like, "Yeah, do you, do you still like that tattoo there?" In 15 like, years, I've, Q will have a podcast where he brings everyone on who got their ex's name on their face or oh man, they got whatever on their body. And we're yes. gonna bring you all on and it'll be like um like a trippy like flashback where we'll flash back to these TikToks and these videos. It's like, wow, you did that for twenty thousand views. Like, how do you feel <laughs> now? Where are you now? Tell us all about right. you. And they're like yeah, man, I work at a tanning bed. I started tanning <laughs> because I was trying to fade my tattoos. Now I look like a blob. Right. Not a blob. Oh, <laughs> um, how about uh, one of my favorite things in the world of Beavis and Butthead. So they have like a new couple episodes that are out and there's a dude on there. He made a TikTok that he had been like, uh, I guess, I mean, they start joking on him and they're like, this dude's definitely a criminal. Like he's obviously been to prison and da da da. But he's talking about how to make tattoo ink in prison. And he's like, you get some hair grease and twist it up in a uh, roll of paper towels and you light it on fire and you put this saltine cracker box over top of it to catch all the soot. <laughs> and then you take that soot and you scrape it down in a little pile and then you mix it up with some, uh, what's he say, either shampoo or like uh, hand sanitizer. And that's, that's your tattoo ink. And he's like, I've got some of these and he's showing them off. He's like, I've got some of these on my arm that are 10 or 15 years old and they looks great and it's all faded and blobby and like just terrible. But, you know, that's how, that's where we're at now. This is the how, best we can do. <laughs> how do you feel about like the younger generation? Like, what would you say to any younger artists? Because I know I have a couple of friends that are actually, um, one of them is apprentice right now and she was like, I can't wait to hear this episode. So shout out Morgan. Um, she just started apprenticing at a place called the Black Sheep Tattoo Studio in Ohio. Shout out. And she has just like big dreams and she's like loving it and I think the shop is a like a calmer environment I think it's like a good learning environment she's not tattooing people there and her apprentice told her to quit tattooing people at home period so he's uh, actually well, like her mentor serious for her um but you know I think 
obviously we've all seen where everything is accessible. So what's your advice to people that really do want to take it serious? They just don't know that first step to take it serious. Well, not her, but you know, anyone right. else. Um, I think if you're really going to do this and take it serious, first and foremost, you have to be able to draw. You have to be able, you have to be artistic. You have to get your art looking good enough that somebody would want it on them. You know right. what I mean? Um, so build a portfolio. Don't tattoo people at home because, you know, it used to be like, that was the way in. Oh, that's how I learned too. And you hear all these people like, oh, that's how I did it. Doesn't mean that it's the right way just because it's been done before. Um, but, you know, get your art up to par and find somebody who you like their art and you like their tattoos and how they look and then get tattooed by them, become friends, be in the environment and then and then you'll learn a lot, like you'll learn a lot about tattooing just by getting tattooed. You know more now by getting tattooed by me and being around the people that I associate with and stuff. You know more about tattooing now than you did before. So, you know, imagine if you're an artist that's really trying to chase that, you'll pick up so much just by being around the people that do it. And, um, you know, put yourself around the people that you want to be like and see what you can pick up from that and then go from there. Like, then you'll bring it up to that person and be like, hey, have you ever thought about an apprentice? Well, here's my portfolio. And if they, they feel like it, cool. And if not, then, you know, you can find somebody as long as you take it serious and you put in the dedication and the work, then you'll find somebody that's worth it that'll also put in the dedication and the work into teaching you. Um, but yeah, home tattoos are a bad idea. You know, I did that shit too. And I, I was just extremely lucky that I didn't like kill anybody, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I don't know, like I said, I, I stepped into this, taking it super, super serious. I, I've given it everything it's cost me. And I say this all the time. It's cost me relationships. It's cost me time with my family. Like, um, there was a, a period of time where like my family didn't even invite me to like birthday parties or anything like that because they just assumed I was going to be working. So it comes down to how bad you want it, you know, be prepared to, to truly make sacrifices everywhere for it. If you really want it that bad, because it's not something to be taken lightly. And it's something that you need to be willing to like give your soul to, because this is a, this is a journey. And, um, you know, uh, like I said, like with how commercialized everything is now, it's so easy to forget that. You know, um, one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, too, was and Paige and I have talked about it was like this. This is a ritual and people have forgotten that um, get, going and getting tattooed used to be much more of a journey. And now it's just you walk into the mall. But, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, back in the day, you know, the way that they even figured out how that tattooing was even possible was back in the tribes and things like that. Back in the very beginning of man, this is one of the oldest, um, what is the oldest jobs in the world? Uh, the very beginning of man, you'd be in a tribe and you're fighting with this one over here. Well, you have to make your own weapons. So they would make, you know, spears out of sticks and they would burn the ends of the sticks in the fire to harden them and turn them into like carbon. Well, that carbon is black and that's charcoal. So, you know, you're a warrior, you get hit with a stick and that stick pokes into you. Well, it leaves a black mark like that. The black that's on the end of that stick is now left in your skin. It used to be that, you know, from there it was transformed into like the mark of a warrior. You were like, you had seen battle, you had, you know, endured pain, you had, you know, sustained injury, you had done all this stuff. From there, they started, you know, uh, burning sticks, crushing them up, making ink. And then it was, you know, it would turn into, you know, the mark of like royalty and, uh, you know, knights and warriors and things like that. And then it was, you know, the mark of becoming a man. Once you achieve certain levels in your tribe, it was like it meant something then. And then, uh, you know, throughout time, they started experimenting, making different colors and things like that. Like there are tribes around the world that have like nothing but red tattoos. There are nothing but black. They're the ones that like have scarification done. It was a whole ritual. It was a bloodletting. It was like um, you were ascending to this next level. And, uh, you know, now it's just I want this sweet Woody Woodpecker on my arm, you know, 
but mm-hmm. um but you know people have forgotten that part of it and that's cool i think it'll circle back around to where you know it'll be the mark of you know i mean we've already kind of talked about it like the mark of different times in your life your your journey you know um you ascended to a, another level whenever you got your leg done i ascended to yeah. one whenever i got my sleeve done by dennis you know and i got my whole arm and it's you know that was i remember the first time uh <clears throat> i got a tattoo that couldn't be covered with a t-shirt that was a big deal for me you know i lived with my grandparents my grandma was like nothing that can't be covered with shorts and a t-shirt i was like crap but i couldn't get anything uh-huh. that was like out in the open you know and then i did and it's this skull with uh cross spray cans on my arm that was the first one that i got below a sleeve line and that was like i'm a man now i'm living on my own you know doing so, it they, yeah it's like it's just different things like that like i don't know i like i like that like um uh, I talk about these two guys all the time. There's Patrick and Jason. And Jason uh, was the first guy that started coming to me. And Patrick, or Jason is the reason Patrick comes to me. They both get nothing but Disney tattoos. And they were both like, they're just big kids, you know. But both of their families are are very like, oh, tattoos are, you know, for sailors and whores or whatever, you know. It's like there's <laughs> like this whole thing. But now what started out as like a little Mickey mouse on Jason's shoulder. He has two full sleeves and we're working on a back piece. And then Patrick saw him in Meyer and, um, you know, he saw him and took video and pictures of Jason's arm and stuff that we've been working on. It was a whole sleeve of different Mickey mouses and stuff. And then now that dude has a chest piece by me. We're doing, we're actually coloring in his whole back. No, not his whole back, but across his shoulders tomorrow. We did this big Mushu the dragon from Mulan. Um, and he has his whole right leg is just one big scene from Aladdin and things like that. And both of these guys get recognized everywhere they go. And like the tattoos and the, the whole journey of getting that for them has changed their life in a way of like Jason go. Jason lives up here. He works for a company on a computer behind a desk, you know. And but if you send him to Disney World, people are stopping him and just, oh, my God. Your tattoos are so great. I saw your, I saw pictures of it on the internet and this and that. So like for him, for both of them, really, they like, it's this whole, like, now they feel proud of their skin. Now they're this person that they go, they're recognized in public. It's like a whole transformation for them, you know? And the um, spirituality aspect of that is like really with anything that's permanent in your life, it like you know sometimes you make decisions and you can't undo them not just tattoos and I think that we all have to ascend to a level where we're taking our life and our future into our own hands and like creating our own reality absolutely and just doing it just doing it well but there's you know and there's something to be said for being your true self I hear you talk about this a lot being your true self and owning your power and like doing what it is that you feel drawn to do you know um you know for some people uh like those letters i was talking about earlier on in this like you know these people like i I know a lot of ladies that you know they had some stretch marks that they weren't really too proud of or they were kind of shy about showing off or whatever and now they have tattoos and they don't give a fuck they were walking around you know two-piece bathing suit showing off what is now their skin that they're proud to show off and it's like a whole it's, it changes your mental state. It changes how you feel about yourself, how you feel about others, how you see others, you know, it's, it's everything. And, um, you know, it's more than just a, a death scribble. It's like, you know, it, it changes who you are. And I've watched some people tra- like transform for real for, into totally different people that like, they come in, they're real shy, real quiet. And then, you know, by the time their sleeves done, they're just like standing up straight and proud and talking more and smiling and just beaming, you know, and like, that's, that's what it's about for me. That's the magic. Like that's there, there's magic in this. And, um, you know, Charlie says it's the, it's the closest form of voodoo or closest to voodoo that you'll ever get. We're playing in people's blood. It's your body. It is, you know, this is your, your physical vessel. And I don't know, there's just something too cool about that to know that I've, helps people in that way or helps you know people feel better about themselves or whatever that just makes 
everything that I've been doing for the last 11 years of my life worth it. And that's, that is such a great place to leave you all tonight. (laughs) That really is inspiring. And I think that that energy can shift people's reality. Cause I think some people are on the fence about what others will think about their tattoos. Like I was there at Mm -hmm. one point with my family and, and people around me. And now I, I don't give a fuck. And I don't know, like somewhere that switch flips on. And I feel like the, the more that um, people look at it as voodoo and ritualistic and spiritual, they can see that this is the ever unfolding portion of your journey and the ways mm-hmm. to symbolize that. Gemini, what you thinking? I was just thinking that I hope that people after listening to this, consider the artist when they're going and they're getting things done and not even just I think in tattooing but just in general I think that there's a lot of situations where somebody's so focused on themselves that they wouldn't think about how many other people you've come in contact with that day you personally and you're touching and you're in you know whatnot and it's the same with like the massage therapist that I have at my office. I was just talking to her today, um, telling her we were going to be doing this. And anyways, and I just, I just hope that people take that opportunity to put others into account in things and in situations and go in with their own energy cleanse. Then maybe, you know, you don't have to bomb it out today because you're only going in for, you know, an hour tattoo and he's got other people. He's got to be absorbing the energy of, you know what I mean? Yes, I think everyone has their own story going on behind the scenes. And Q, we are so thankful that you shared your journey with us. I hope that this opens people up that maybe want to get that tattoo and they've thought about it long enough, then go get the tattoo. But this is also your sign to not get your current boyfriend of six months name on your face. Or no, any- he's got a small wiener anyways and you know it and you're just trying to overcompensate by getting his name on there and you're going to break up and it's going to be a whole thing and you're going to shit talk him to your friends because you don't like him that much anyways don't do it don't do it we love <laughs> you idea. all thank you for coming to Candyland, and we will see you next time bye